Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a podcast produced by Anythink Libraries, where we share community stories and conversations to shine a light on personal and universal experiences. When people take a seat at the kitchen table, they're invited to join a friend, a family member, or even a stranger to make connections through conversation and story. Anythink Libraries is the public library that serves Adams County, Colorado, just north of Denver. We believe the library helps build community by creating opportunities for people to get to know each other, explore new ideas, and discover their passions. In this episode, Dipali, a regular here at Anythink, sits down with her husband, Anand. They discuss what life was like growing up in India, the importance of food, and the story of how they first met. Take a listen. I came to the U.S. in 93 to Pittsburgh. Um, he was already studying over there, and I came to study. And my cousin used to um, also study in the same school that, that Anand went to, and he had arranged for, he was in California interning at that time, so he had arranged for a couple of his friends to come pick me up at the airport. In fact, he was my roommate at that time, but he was not in the city. Yeah, he, he wasn't had, in the uh, city, exactly. He, he was, was, uh, he was your roommate. Doing, he, was doing, he was my roommate, but he was doing an internship somewhere else, so in, he was not in yeah. Pittsburgh at that time. And I think I'd specifically, when he had mentioned this to me before I took off, before I, I came on my flight when he had mentioned this to me and I said, oh, which friends are you going to send me? Don't send me that creepy one in your pictures who never smiles. <laughs> um, you know? And um, and he's like, well, whoever's got availability, don't worry, there'll be people to pick you up. You know, just, just they'll be right at your gate. Don't worry, this was, you know, pre-9-11. So they could, you could come to the gate. And when I, when I came out of the flight, um, I was really tired. It was like three connections before I got, finally got to Pittsburgh. And I looked and I couldn't see anybody, couldn't see, you know, a couple, I knew there were going to be Indian dudes and I'm like, I can't see any <laughs> Indian guys. And um, then they they stepped out from behind uh, uh, one of those pillars and it was him and my first thought was, oh no, the creepy guy who doesn't smile. <laughs> <laughs> and then his friend um, who, was, um, who was with him, who's then, you know, been a, been a really good friend um, since then. But anyway, so that was, that was how I first, first, first met um, Madonna to clarify, I just don't smile in photos. I smile in otherwise. Okay, yeah. that's true. In pictures. That was the only evidence that yeah, I had yeah. till then because my cousin would send back pictures from all these trips yeah. and, you know, taken around the apartment, and yeah. I would always see this guy who did smile. But, yes, but since then I've taught him to smile. In pictures. Or in, in photographs. Yeah. Actually, show your teeth. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so that was that was in that's that's how we met and uh, we were in Pittsburgh for a few years right I mean he graduated about six months before me and uh, came to Denver in 96 April of 96 and then I graduated in um, December of that year but it took me a couple years before I could finally make it to Denver so and then we could be again right right, together so you because we've uh, again it's we you found a job in a different place city and then I found a job here and then I think at some point we're deciding whether we need to uh, where we go back whether we 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 were doing a lot of long-distance relationships, traveling back and forth, but then... Yeah, uh, uh, yeah two years of long-distance relationships, right. and we survived that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we, <laughs> we, we yeah. were deciding where, you know, whether I should move, move over there or she should move back here, but... Uh, and, and the choices were Colorado or New Jersey. Right. So <laughs> it was no contest. Right. <laughs> I moved to Colorado. I mean, actually, um, the part in New Jersey that I was at, it was near Princeton. So it was more farmland, wasn't too bad, but um, wasn't as industrial. But um, yeah, Colorado still. But Colorado was, it was a different environment here because we are, so you, we have been into, we have been in, you have been in Pittsburgh, yeah. but before you came, I was in Clemson. So it was a, 
much more greenery everywhere. A lot more trees outside, so yeah. you can't really, you can hardly see the sky. So a lot of uh, and Colorado is different. You can see skies for yeah. miles and. Uh, Right. Now so we love the mountains. Yeah, so yeah. If now we can't go back to, move to out place, of yeah. yeah, if you have to move out of Colorado again, I'll, that's the one thing I'll definitely miss for right. the mountains. So what was your least favorite meal growing up? I'm sure you have lots of oh them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anything with vegetables in them? <laughs> I'm a non-vegetable eating vegetarian. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm... I'm I think my least favorite vegetable was this... Our least favorite meal, rather, was... Um, this cabbage vegetable that my mom used to make, which everybody else in the household loved, and I absolutely hated it. And still to this day, there's that trifecta of you know cabbage, cauliflower, and broccoli. They're like my <laughs> my three my nemesis, just bad stuff. Um, and he loves exactly. all three of them, <laughs> especially <laughs> broccoli. All right. three of them, especially right? broccoli, so, right? Mm. Um, yeah, just never never liked that. You know, it was interesting because. I used to tell you, right, all of my, my meals were not so much Indian, more Western. I loved bread. I loved eggs mm. and, and potatoes. And so my, my aunt used to always say, you're just destined. You're destined for the Western world. Mm. You don't eat Indian food. You don't eat Indian vegetables. <laughs> but that's not entirely true. I did, like, I, I did like some Indian vegetables. And I do like Indian food. But, um, but yeah, these these nasty vegetables <laughs> they were the worst <laughs> so i have three really all the broccoli we didn't have bro we didn't have we didn't, never ate broccoli in right. i don't think we had broccoli back no, then even no. i don't recall seeing it in the right, markets right. at all i think so. now there's a lot of broccoli back in india but i've heard really people know people know what broccoli is because oh. you get it in supermarkets i, I don't stuff. even look i don't even yeah. look at it if yeah. i see <laughs> it so but um but yeah now but you get some right. cauliflower is similar oh, to cauliflower, broccoli. Oh, yeah, and cauliflower it's, is pretty common. Yeah. And it's very similar to broccoli, except for the green was yeah, this white thing. Yeah. Right. Still doesn't taste good. Right. Unless it's maybe... Yeah, actually, the only place broccoli tastes good is in Chinese food, <laughs> when it's like really fried and coated with a lot of... Um, like the general's <laughs> house so right, chicken right, right. or something like that. You know, back when I used to eat that, yeah. That, I think that's one place I'll, I'll eat broccoli. But, um, but yeah. And then like... Any food, that's the, that's the great thing about you, Hanan. Yeah. That's, that's why it's good, because I like to cook, mm. and I like to experiment when I cook, and I just know the food won't go to waste, because <laughs> as long as it's Anand's motto, as long as it's cooked, <laughs> I'll eat it. So, yeah. If I had to answer that question, for me, there's no least favorite meal. Everything I like, except for it should not be too, spi too hot, spicy. I don't mind spicy in terms of spices, but not uh, too pepper hot kind of things. That's why I eat anything that you cook, right? <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, do you want to talk a little bit about childhood? Your sure. Childhood? You had an interesting childhood. Sure. So, what? Anything specific? No, just what was your childhood like, right? Where you grew up in two different parts, and um, yeah, I grew up in uh, initially in uh, in uh, different city in southern part of India, Chennai, which is uh, in the southern part of India, which is with my grandparents, and we had a big. Uh, uh, joint family, so my, I grew up with my grandparents and all my mother's siblings, and they had like uh, my mother had about seven siblings, so or eight, so they were all big joint families. So it was, uh, uh, and and the other part of it also was that they were pretty orthodox uh, in terms of their beliefs. So it was a different upbringing at that time. Then I later on moved, um, when I was about twelve years back, twelve years old, I moved to uh, Mumbai, which is a bigger city, most more. Um, it's Similar to Chennai, it is cosmopolitan, but it's uh, much more uh, 
cosmopolitan than Chennai. So it's like uh, New York versus uh, Atlanta or something like that. Uh, so even though it's uh, Not big even cities. Atlanta would be like New York versus Albany maybe. Not that, no. Oh, Chen, I, guess, yeah. I guess Chennai yeah, yeah, yeah. is a big city, yeah, a bigger yeah, yeah. city than that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Even again, you can think of, again, yeah, compare, uh, to compare cities in the U.S. Um, yeah, then I moved to Mumbai with stayed with my family and grew up there. And uh, uh, so it was a different environment uh, between those two. And, and so it was a uh, little bit of adjustments. And again, even uh, when you move, you always have to make new friends and things like that, and new schools and stuff. Uh, and of course, and then at that time, that was a big move. But then, of course, when you come to the U.S. later on, and that's a bigger move, and you're, again, um, big yeah, jump. Yeah. yeah, And you were still pretty young when you came to the U.S., right? I mean, yeah, you yeah, came yeah. right after graduating. Right, right, about 22 years old. About 21, yeah, 22, yeah. 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 So it was, uh, then, then, of course, that changes much smaller when you come to the U.S. And then, uh, yeah. Mm. This is interesting. Uh, I, again, so when, since I grew up with my grandparents down in Chennai, but they were very protective, so they wouldn't let me do a lot of the activities. So they were just because they were always afraid if I do something, if I hurt myself, then they are they are accountable to my parents to because taking care of me. So I was very uh, so I had friends, but it was not uh, no. They wouldn't let me play games and stuff like that where I could get hurt. So they were very. But then once I came to Mumbai, then I could do anything I want. <laughs> then you had, you had all the freedom. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine was the the opposite. Yeah. I just just outside most of the time playing with my friends, and my mother had to just call and yeah. and say, "Come on now, it's dinner time. Come right. on in, enough play." Yeah. That happened and to me when I came to Mumbai. When you came to Mumbai, when yeah. you had all that yeah, freedom, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, I always feel like now compared to back when we grew up in Mumbai, right? It it's very different now. Now it's the kids in Mumbai. It's very similar to how it is here. They're yeah, same thing here. Yeah, video games and right, right, watching right. TV all the time. Not right. so much playing outside, but it's the same thing over here. Also, a lot of little yeah, kids. That's, that's true. Really you see the so same thing. Yeah, yeah it's just it's it's not uh, the te- it's a technology has yeah. changed and then so. I miss that. I mm. miss that. We recently remember that movie we saw recently, Tag, mm. with those friends tagging each other. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are childhood games, right? Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I miss that. Like, right, yeah. oh, we should, you know, we don't play as many childhood games. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. We, yeah. Used to we had a lot more, a uh, lot more entertaining games at that time, right? We yeah, yeah. A lot of games that we don't see over here very much, but uh, like, uh, like we used to yeah. play hide and seek quite a bit, right? And then yeah, you know. we had hide and seek, and. Well, I mean, both of us, we grew up in a big city. So what happens is in a big city, there's a lot more um, uh, like a condo type complexes compared to a, in, a, in a place like Denver where it's uh, much more housing and houses. If you go to New York, for instance, if you go to New York, we are, I mean, we've been to New York multiple times, but we haven't lived there. But I'm guessing that in New York type places where there's a lot of condos and apartment yeah. complexes and uh, where but people will be s- playing similar games like we do. We see yeah, it on TV sometimes, but... Yeah, but there's not still the, not that much space out there to play outside. Like for us, the environment we grew up in, our buildings, our apartment buildings also had like a little area right next to it yeah, yeah. where people could get together and right. play. But, but even even in, like, again, I haven't s- we have seen it in TVs, TV series yeah, or movies I, and you do get something like that. I think it happens like much here, but it used to probably back in the 50s and 60s over yeah, here, yeah, I yeah. think it was much more... Kids were playing outdoors. Yeah, and like you hear a lot of people play basketball, right? If you see kids, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and those kind of things. And yeah. in India, we don't play basketball. We play a lot of pe- kids people will play cricket, 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 badminton. Yeah, cricket and badminton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. So you get the similar environment if you go in a big city. Even here, uh, it's just uh, n- I'm not now anymore. Maybe because of all the uh, TV uh, distractions yeah. and stuff, but uh, television, right? So Netflix and chill culture. <laughs> 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 mm. Yeah. 
you know, looking at this kitchen table set up, I mean, it just, it, it does remind me very much of um, well, our kitchen. So where we grew up, you know, our experiences are probably very different than, than most people who grew up here in the, in the U.S. because we grew up in a city where our, our homes were, our, apart, our homes were apartments. I mean, they were right. like 700 square feet apartments and our kitchens were, were tiny. And I remember in our kitchen, we actually, our kitchen table was actually a, a formica, you know, foldable kitchen table, a kitchen table that you could fold and it would lie flat against the wall or you can pull it up and pull out the legs and then it made, became the kitchen table. But mm. I think growing up, very rarely I've seen it ever folded down <laughs> because things just were, would pile up on there. Yeah. You know, um, the, the, the blender would be over there and then the toaster would be over there. So we couldn't really move everything uh, every night and, and fold the kitchen. So the kitchen would just stay there, which made our, our the table would just stay there, which made our kitchen really, right. the, the kitchen space really small and tiny. But I think it just made it cozier. And I, right. I have fond memories of that um, of that table because I still remember the, the floral pattern on the the formica that was on there and um and places that it was you know started to wear down and it's just it, it was a it was a good memory and you know growing up um with indian meals especially like my mom would make um chapatis mm -hmm. um at the at the stove and she would just make them fresh and so at the table it would always be my dad and me and my sister mm. and mom would just be over there making the chapatis and like you know putting it on our plate that's really, the bread like right the that's bread the, yeah, yeah the bread that was the bread that one of the breads that i made for the breaking bread event mm. and um and so and then after we were all done, she would then sit and, you know, eat her meal. So I would always, after I was done, I would always then go back and sit there with my mom as, you know, as, as she's eating. And mm -hmm. my mom would always ask me, have you done your homework? What's still left? And I'd be like, oh, I'll do it. You know, it's still time. It's only 9.30. Because in India, we yeah. ate dinners right. really, really right. late right. Um, compared, to, compared to here. So... I just I have I have fond memories of that, but you guys here in in your community or in your culture, you mostly sit um, tend yeah. to sit on the floor when you right. eat. So right, so we we had a dining table too, same same similar to what she was saying that. Uh, but again, we, we kept it again for more for storage, and we used to use it again. We never actually sat, even though the dining table could sit four people, but we never sat all four and eight. We always used we usually use that to when there's only one person to eat. Uh, no, I'm when uh, either I'm going to school and I need to eat before everybody else, things like that. But uh, yeah, we in in general in our culture we sit down in the southern part of India where I am from. We sit down on the floor and eat. So most of the times when we eat as a family, we used to sit on the floor, bring all the stuff, keep it on the floor, and then sit down on the floor and eat. So we sit cross leg when you do that, and it's um, I. It, it's a good thing because again you're folding your legs cross leg when sitting so it's a good workout but as you get older it gets tougher but my mom for instance even now insists that she's she's about 17 in the 70s but she still insists that you sit on the floor and eat because she thinks that's a good thing to do so <laughs> but and it's hard it's, it's hard a, for us when we go back yeah, right, right. and we have to sit on the floor so now it's very hard for us because we are not used to that so yeah. when we go back I when I go back for instance my house and they do that and um I can't sit cross leg for too long, so I'll sit for about five minutes and then, uh, you know, keep my legs to the side and things like that. I keep moving around because I can't keep <laughs> sitting Which like that. I keep long. telling him you need to do more yoga. <laughs> you know, make yourself more flexible. But also, my now my dad is getting older, so he doesn't sit on the you know sit on the floor anymore. But uh, yeah. my mom just I think she's just stubborn about it, so she does that. But yeah, but we still used to have the same kind of a, you know it's, even though it's not a kitchen table, but we still uh, have the same kind of a. Uh, uh, atmosphere where we yeah. all sit down and eat and talk. My mom used to always say, 
don't marry a baker, you know. <laughs> he'll drive him to bankruptcy because you'll eat all the all the, <laughs> the baked goods before he'll have a chance to sell them. So do you used to cook yeah. a lot in India or, you, or most of the cooking you learned when you were here? Well, I did. I I used to help my mom. So I love making those chapatis. And, mm. um, the bread. Um, I, I, I think I get that skill from my grandma. So chapatis are these, you've see, you guys have seen them. They're these round, um, sort of like tortillas, but we, we hand roll them. There's no, you, you do get a press, but I don't, very few people right, have right, the press. Right. Um, you just hand roll them. And my grandma used to make them the most round chapatis that I've ever seen, hand rolled. And um, my mom's were decent, but mine, for some reason, were like my grandma's. They were perfect. Mm. So my mom would always say, oh, come, you know, come help me with the chapatis. And I would I would help her um, roll them. And, yeah, I... I actually tried baking cake mm. um, in India just because we don't have ovens, right? right. In India, we just have a, a gas stove um, because ours is, our sweets are not so much baked. They're right. just still cooked. And so, but I wanted to make a cake. And mm. so I found a way, um, this aunt of mine said, oh, you can make it. You just have to use a cast iron pan and then um, put some sand on it. And then you put your, your cake pan on there or whatever, the container with your cake batter, and then put another cast iron pan on top <laughs> and then put sand on that and like stove cook it. And it's interesting because just today I was looking, I was trying to find a recipe for cardamom cake. Mm. And I actually found a YouTube video on how to cook the cake in a pressure cooker. Mm. So I'm going to try that. <laughs> so yeah, after I first, um, I first moved, came to Pittsburgh and, you know, and then helped me a lot he picked me up you picked me up at the yeah, airport right. you helped me find um apartments you know you drove me around whenever i had to go look at apartments and things like that so i wanted to say thank you to you to to our other friend and you know just just a bunch of our friends so i thought oh i'm gonna have my first party mm. and um and he said oh i'll help you um i'll help you cook and i make this chicken curry which <laughs> is excellent and <laughs> in my mind i'm thinking you know chicken curry because i we we made the go and style chicken right. curry with this. I used to eat very back, back in India. You used to eat all. I used to eat chicken. Yeah, mm, well, right. not very frequently, but yeah, whenever we did, right. it was with this wonderfully rich um, gravy-filled coconutty chicken curry. Right, right. What, what's called chicken vindaloo here, but it's it's not the true vindaloo. But anyway, and he's like, "Oh, I know how to make chicken curry." So I was like, "Okay, you can. You, if you want to bring that, bring that." And he brought his chicken curry, and it was pretty much just boiled chicken yeah. with a little bit of like onion and and the gravy was Some watery spice in and it, everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was still polite and initially I told him oh that's nice that's really nice I was lying through my teeth that but wasn't you never, nice that's but because you never made your chicken curry before that so I didn't because know I hadn't made and yeah. then afterwards after you know we were together I was like here's how you actually make chicken right. curry <laughs> I think this was fun right, I think this is. was a lot of yeah, fun yeah, yeah it, it got us to um Talk about our, yeah, yeah, our I agree. childhood memories and everything. Right. So at the end of the day, what do you think are you most proud of in general? I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't think there's any single thing that I'm proud of, but I think overall I think I'm happy with the way everything turned out. So you, know, you always think, oh, if I had done this differently or done that differently, but I am not. I don't have anything uh, of regret. I think everything turned out the way it's turned out is fine, even though I went... When things happened at that point, I would have thought, oh, why did this happen this way? But now I think now yeah. I'm just uh, happy everything turned out the way it turned out. Yeah. Not, I don't have anything specific that I would say, oh, this is the greatest thing or this is the ba most you know, bad thing. Yeah. Um, I do, do you have anything specific like that? Or that I'm proud it? of in general? Mm. Of proud of for myself? Of, of. I think for, my s for myself, that I'm proud of for myself is that I think I've, 
I've gone from being a super type A type personality to maybe a B plus now. Okay. Um, I'm working towards becoming <laughs> a B, but I think that's. Well, but I think in our life in general, I'm I'm just, I'm just proud of all the things that we've you know we've accomplished as a couple actually over right, right. the last, since I've met you 20, 25 years. Right. You know all the places we've traveled to, all the experiences we've had, mm. and. You know, through thick and thin, mm. being together, being apart when we were when you were working here and I was in New Jersey. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. You know, I'm pr- I'm proud of the 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 fact that you know our our true love held together. Right. <laughs> Not <laughs> to get too mushy or anything. I mean, in general, in general, everything turned out. I think uh, I don't say lucky, but everything turned out the right. Fa- you know, things could have gone yeah. bad. A lot of a lot of different places in our life, things could have gone bad. Really. Yeah, I think, but yeah. it, at the end of the day, it's just your attitude, right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what. You can't control what happens around right. you. You can right, control right. how we react to it. So if if we've, you know, we have to just stay open and go with the flow sometimes. Right, right, right. That was Dipali and Anand, recorded in December of 2018 at Anything Right Farms in Thornton, Colorado. Hear more stories like this in other episodes of The Kitchen Table, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more about The Kitchen Table and Anything by visiting anythinklibraries.org. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Email us at ithink at anythinklibraries.org or say hello on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening.